Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Take me through your, your thoughts. because I, I kind of went on a journey. I can talk a little bit about it. It is. Um, it, I mean, it is a journey, and that's, that's how it is every time you play Florida State. I mean, at some points in this game, my biggest takeaway was that it felt like an indictment on the recruiting of local basketball at times because right. you had uh, – and there's a lot of levels to this game. There are some great adjustments that Chris Mack made in the second half that's obviously indicated by you know the scoring that Florida State had in the second half and what happened to Caleb Mills in the second half. And that shouldn't – I mean, those things, I know they get thrown to the wayside because people watch the first 10 minutes and how the end of the first half ended, and they make up their minds about the verdict they're going to have on the game. And you, know, you get the loss on the scoreboard, and that's really all that matters. But – there were levels of stuff that happened in this game. But like I said, the main thing and the main consistent throughout this series is that those dudes have guys and you don't have those guys. They right. shoot over you. And yeah, I mean, they shot out of their minds. They, they had a 50 point half. Louisville hasn't gave up a 50 point half in a quite a while. Florida state probably hasn't had a 50 point half in a while, but I never really felt like I know like some of those shots were open. Sure. Florida State's a good team. They're going to create open shots. You're, you're going to miss rotation shit like that's going to happen. But right. it's it's demoralizing when consistently those dudes are just shooting over you. They're shooting over your your Juco transfer point guard. Yes. And it, I mean, Jared West is he's been good for Louisville. Wasn't good tonight. Wasn't his type of game. But. At the Zero same points. time, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, from the get go, you could you, you knew that this just was four be minutes game. too, just only four minutes, which you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, that's my main takeaway. Let's let's jump back and forth. Um, I don't want to. You said you went on a journey, so take me on that journey. Yeah, no, I mean, I was. I, I think. I was really frustrated with some of the choices we made, some of the choices, the, the rotation choices, the lineup choices throughout the first half, um, the really weird kind of departure we took to zone land. Um, yeah. And staying uh, in it for way too long, probably staying in it for way too long and for way the wrong personnel for it. Um, and and I, it just, it didn't, it didn't even look like a team knew what they were doing to be quite honest with you. Um, dur- during that kind of segment, um, they go to halftime down 10, right? Yeah. 50, you know, 50 to 40. Um, we, LLS, you and I both exchange checks. LLS should be start, should be starting the second half. He, he doesn't come out. He doesn't um, immediately Florida state. I think what they, they kind of put up like, I think what they put up five, seven points um, pretty quickly in that, in that beginning of that second half. And then LLS yeah, finally I mean, comes uh, in. The offensive possessions are pretty sputtered because pretty much Florida state was putting their guys right over the top of the free throw line and basically drawing a line of the sand and saying, you're not going to touch the paint. They had five possessions to begin the, the second half. And I don't think a single player had a foot in the paint at any of those possessions until they put L Ellis in the game. Um, he gets into the lane, kicks out the cross, cross misses next possession. He gets into the lane, kicks out to cross again, I think. And he makes this shot. Those are the first two possessions when he comes on the court. 
instant offense is the point instant instant not standing sure. around instant instant playmaking um i i think i texted you like right like i think there's a timeout at first under the under 16 and ellis was about to come in and i was just like i'm fed up I'm just i'm just fed up i was i was super fed up with i was ready to come on to this we had already said we we're gonna do this you're you and i were like oh this is gonna suck and i'm like i'm gonna bring the heat i'm mad as hell chris mack um but they adjusted they made the adjustments um they a, a, as you said um they shut down kill they shut down mills um and and the, and the run really started and i understand I, I i think they don't have enough guys completely agree but i do think that the adjustments were made i i don't feel like you can leave this off leave leave this game feeling like the offense isn't working when they had what seven opportunities I don't know, to, to tie there the, the to, to tie this game. story. You got to, you have a, a one of the key possessions in transition, maybe a five point game, six point game. You have Dre Davis on a two yes, on one, yeah. and in the back, L. Ellis is calling for an alley. He gets waved off, and then he, Dre Davis just, he just gets just rim. It's the rim. He it's rims the rim. it on the rim, and, and then they come down, and I think they get a bucket. I I want desperately you know the natural conversation of where the season's going to go and, and the standard that's been put is chris max coaching like his future with louisville basketball and i want desperately if people want to have that conversation that's fine i don't want to make it me versus you but what i really really want to hear from people is to tangibly point to things of why they feel that way right i mean if, if you want to talk about his team not being ready Today, they were kind of ready against Florida State. I mean, it, I, I tweeted out before the 10-minute mark, how they've been outscored, I think, by 20 or so points in the three collective games. It was tied at the 10-minute mark. That, that stretch at the end of the half is really what separated them. And right. then, you know, come out of the locker room, definitely, definitely weren't ready. I think that's a completely fair criticism, and that's inexcusable. Made an adjustment, made a run, and then the guy, the game kind of seesawed from there. But I just want to hear like the, the the tangible things. I think it's totally, totally fair to criticize Mac. Absolutely, but I, I think it's important to establish what you're really mad about. Are you mad about recruiting? Are you mad about specific coaching things? Are you mad about his demeanor on the side? Are you mad about his temperament? What What are you exactly frustrated with what he's doing that makes you say that he's not the guy? Definitely. I, I did want to point this out because really quickly, I think the most important stat of the game to me, um, Noah Locke, Matt Cross, one of nine from three in the second half. I just wanted to point that out. I, I think I think just the execution just wasn't there. Uh, the 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 end of the second half, the 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 issues with with the zone and such, um, totally messed up. I, I totally forgot Cameron Fletcher was on this team until like <laughs> the, did he, did he play? <laughs> he played not uh, nine minutes. He had no points. Only took one shot. Like he was on the game. Um, yeah. If anyone. Um, if anyone wants to start hopping on and uh, we can start talking with folks, um, we'll, I guess I, there's nothing, been, there's not been any statements or anything from Mac yet. No, he, I mean, I think usually with these, these road losses, it takes them a bit. Um, yeah, it's pretty early. So, yeah. So, you know, if anyone, if anyone wants to hop up, um, Moving forward, I mean, Chris, what do you think this does? What do you think this does long term for Louisville's resume? We just we just saw, uh, you know, everyone was talking about how bad the ACC is. Uh, Miami just waltzed into Cameron Indoor. Um, 
and uh, beats Duke um, in, in an absolute, apparently it was a really, really good game. Um, so, you know, really interesting. Well, what do you, what do you think this means? I, I know we joked on the podcast, this means that Louisville needs to go get a, a win that they probably weren't expected to. What is, what does that mean to you? You got to go win. Uh, you got to beat win at, you know, Virginia, you got to win at North Carolina, got to beat Duke. Got to do one of those things at least. We talked about this stretch that you want to look back at the end and say that Louisville's eight and one in conference. Um, if they get to that mark, they're probably still right on track. But you know, it's it's not even like it's a bad loss, and it probably is not that good of a, a good of a win, really, because Florida State hasn't had a good season. They're probably right. not going to make the tournament. But it, it's just one of those feathers in your cap where you're another week atop the ACC and even just, you know, visually that, that kind of helps you from a, from a tournament perspective, I feel like anyway, um, it's just these, all these games with Florida state have just been so strange. Yeah. Like in this one in particular, man. And that's where I feel like I'm having a hard time separating just how much is about coaching and how much is about recruiting because it's, it's very clear what Florida state tries to do. They're going to get the best athletes and we are going to help you play basketball. We are going to grow players and and do things like that. And there's going to be development. And you know, that, that almost feels like another indictment on, on Chris Mack is there's a lot of guys that you can look at and say, man, what happened with him? What's going on with Jalen Weathers? Why has, why hasn't he developed? What's why, why didn't David Johnson, you know, get drafted in the first round when everything seemed to be trending towards that, or maybe the back end of the second round or the high end of the second round. So like I have issues with, with certain things, but you know, the knee jack, the knee jerk reactions that I hear because a team goes on an eight Oh run that, that to me just isn't like enough. That's, I don't see enough defending uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, let's start bringing some folks up. I think HJ was the first one to request. Um, so we will we will bring you up, man. Uh, I don't see it here anymore. <laughs> well, you it, it won't let you accept any co 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 host request. HJ, you should be able to unmute and and just. How's it going, man? What's up, man? It's uh, not going great. Uh, our, our team <laughs> does not look good. I don't recognize my Louisville basketball program anymore. It's a little frustrating, to say the least. And I would just say that, you know, I understand some people are having some some knee-jerk reactions, but I, I don't think there's any knee-jerk reaction to it being year four, us having one NCAA tournament appearance, getting bounced in the first yep. round by little Richard Patino, who then got fired the next year because that's how bad he was at Minnesota, of all places. <laughs> we got Absolutely. bounced by them in the first game of the tournament that year. And then we're about to miss the tournament for back-to-back seasons. I mean, that's not a knee-jerk reaction. How far have we lowered the bar? at this program right now that we're just hoping that we can make the tournament. We used to be thinking about winning the tournament every year. And now we're just hoping to make the tournament. I mean, as Louisville fans, do we really think this is a top 10 program? Do we really think that we're one of the big boys? Cause if we do, then the results over the last four years are simply unacceptable period. It doesn't matter like full stop. And 
I thought the guy was going to be great coming in, you know, but you can't just keep holding on to your priors forever. We have four years of evidence and the four years of evidence are very, very clear. And I don't even want to be just have some special thing where we make the the tournament and losing the first round again, you know, what's the, what's the point of that? I just, the bar has been lowered yeah. so far. Um, and the expectations have been lowered so far. And if we're truly the program that we believe we are and that we have been over the, you know, 50 years or whatever, uh, then this should be completely unacceptable. So I, I don't understand anyone who doesn't have that view, honestly. I think, I think a lot of what you're saying, it's, it's credible. You know, I think Chris and I came into the, the season, we said, the bar was second weekend. It was, it wasn't just going to the tournament. It was, it was, we, you know, for the season to be a success, it needed to be about the second weekend. It needed to be about doing more than just losing the very first game in the tournament to Richard Pitino. Um, so I completely, I completely get where you're coming from. I, I, I think it's legitimate. Um, so I'd, you know, I, would, I would ask you then if you think that the bar is making the second weekend and we're at the first week of January and we're already looking like, you know, hey, are we even going to make the tournament? Then what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's no, what it it's, it's obviously not ideal. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, I would agree. If if this team fails to make the tournament, none of none of what I say matters. You're completely right. Yeah. That's that's not the standard for global basketball. I think there are some things that frustrate me. You know, the COVID year probably Chris Mack's best team, not getting to see that team go to the finish line and maybe thinking we have a different perspective. But at the end of the day, I agree. You're completely right that after four years, if we're still in the same place, the conversation's in mute. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. And, you know, I, I think, like you said, if if it goes the way that it seems that it may go this season, which maybe it'll turn around. You know, I remember yeah. 2012, it, it didn't look great, <laughs> but we had talented players on the roster, right? You know, and we clearly have some talented players on the roster right now, not as much as 2012, but there's some talent there. So, so maybe we put something together and we make some sort of run, um, but there hasn't been a lot of indication for that to be the case. So my, my hopes aren't up and, you know, I just hope that if we do not make the tournament, uh, that there are some serious changes made. Um, especially considering it looks like we're not making any changes in football. So to go into next year, <laughs> if we don't make the tournament uh, and we go into next year and there aren't changes made in, in both of the men's programs, um, that's going to be a pretty depressing outlook going into the season. So yeah, that's always a good word. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate so it, man. <laughs> so Gabe, um, we've, we, we've talked about this before and I, and I saw someone tweet it, but the reality is, that you're heading into, you know, this team misses the NCAA tournament. We, the max stuff, put that in the background, yeah. but you're heading into a football season with the least amount of hype that I can probably remember. And then you're heading into a basketball season with probably those similar expectations. You're risking, the more you do this, you risk losing generations of fans. Like yeah. that, that yeah. I mean, when I when I went to the University of Louisville, and obviously it was a, a amazing run and the things that happened, but there were Final Fours, there were BCS bowls. At least uh, there were two Final Fours while I was at why I was, <laughs> you know, at U of L, and, yeah. and maybe that that's not a realistic expectation. But there's guys that went to college that have never seen Louisville win a tournament game. Yes, several people. And the, Many of them, and I, many, many and people. That's, 
And I, I mean, that's where I have the internal battle with myself because there is context that matters, like the NCAA stuff and, and the COVID year and things like that. But it, it is certainly frustrating. Are you someone that says regarding like coaching jobs that you should fire someone without having a better replacement? Or, or are you saying that you should, you have to have a better replacement before you go out there and make a move? I, I am of, I, I I'm going to alter your question. I really liked what you said last time we recorded where you were, you've been reading this book about this, the way what, I think you said the guy works for the bucks. Um, and he said, you'd yeah, rather just, be too early that you'd rather be too early than too late. I, I think I, 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 I already think that this, you know, I don't want to talk about Scott Satterfield. Um, but I think that this football people, this football situation is a, is a too late situation. And I don't want the basketball situation to be a too late situation. Um, Louisville's, Louisville's a great job. I, I think if Chris Mack doesn't make the tournament and, and, you know, there's an opportunity. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a football situation where you're going to have a hard time finding someone really, really good to take this job. And no, it's, it may not be someone of the stature of where Chris Mack was before he accepted um, the Louisville job. But I think it's, um, like I said, you'd rather be too early than too late. So yeah, let's, just... uh, we, we, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to have funny opportunities. Brandon was, was next. I'm going to add him. I, I they like slightly changed how this works. So Brandon, unmute you're good. Say your piece, bro. Hey man. Uh, no, it's good to be able to talk to you guys. Let's talk a little bit about um, defense. I mean, I think there is a reality to uh, be able to say that we were not be able to move the ball, you know, on offense on multiple possessions, but really where are we in terms of like, 50 points in the first half. I mean, let's talk about that in a situation of, do you believe that Chris Mack's desire or not desire, but maybe situational defense is not necessarily set up in the first half to be ready for ACC opponents? I I just don't really think he's, I, I just see us making that second half adjustment and I understand it, but 50 points in the first half. I mean, that's really where we lost this game. Can you talk about that? I think you can go, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, I think part of your identity is basically, or sorry, your your defense is basically where you find your identity as a team. It's, it's synonymous with a lot of teams. Uh, Texas Tech's going to play a certain way, or they did before Chris Beard left. You know, Virginia's going to play a certain way defensively. You know, Baylor's going to play a certain way defensively. There are teams where their defense kind of falls them. And that's never really happened here yet with Chris Mack. Uh, the the pack line has kind of came and gone um, as far as like from game to game. Um, you know, year three or the the team that that had the number one ranking at one point had a very very good defense on Kim Palm, then it kind of just faltered towards the end of the season. But basically, what right. I'm saying is like right. they they've never really established that very brand defensively of who they want to be. So I think, I think part of that is why you see it go up and down from game to game tonight. They played the, they played in zone, which I don't think they've zoned any team this season. At least nobody nobody worthwhile. Um, Well, that was my thought for the first half is just kind of your guys thoughts is that you let 50 points in the first half and you let about 26 in the second and you're really looking for a run there in the second, but 
the reality is a lot was let's look on the first half and let's wait the first half differently than we waited the second. And that was my confusing. Yeah, I think I, I, I think that's right. I mean, you know, Florida State scores on, you know, 1.16 points um, per possession, which is like kind of just a little below, I think, you know, a really, really great. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I think the zone was an attempt to hide Jared West a little bit from being yeah. shooted over, yeah. shot over, but yeah, it, it obviously didn't work at all. But I, I think that was the intent. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't. I completely agree with you, with what Chris. You know what you're saying here. Like I, I feel like the Ken Palm defensive metrics for Louisville and Chris Max time have always been sort of a mirage. Folks have been able to score on them when they really, really wanted to. Um, and you know, there's been some times where they've really locked things down, and you know that second half was, was, was something. But um, it's definitely never felt. It, it's never felt overwhelming. It's it's felt like above average. Um, and I don't know, like Louisville fans <laughs> will, will always hate the pack line defense for all, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not Rick Pitino's defense. I get it. It's not. Um, and it's annoying. And, but that's just who Chris Mack is. And that's kind of the, I mean, that's kind of what we bought. And um, the, the issues, you know, been offensive, I think, honestly. Um, but, you know, you can't have a 50 point first half. I mean, I, like you said, Chris, I don't think that someone had pointed out. It's been so long since the last time that that's happened. You, just, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> to, to your point, though, about kind of like back line and, and ACC quality opponents, I will say that both of Louisville's worst defensive efforts this season were this game in Western. And those are probably games where you're dealing with, you know, a really juiced up team that has some good athletes, some talent. And you see that they really struggled against it. So, you know, you take that for what it's worth. But but Chris, real quick on last question. Um, isn't that really kind of what you address and kind of see in the NCAA tournament, you know, night to night is juiced up teams that are ready to play. And I guess second is do does Mac need to shorten the lineup here in terms of being able to come up to some term of predictability or is it um, what is it that comes to a level for where Louisville can be a, a place of feeling comfortable about what they're getting from the, the guys on the floor? I thought the rotations were atrocious in the first half. Yeah, I, was I, I, I didn't think they made any sense. Um, I, that's probably been my biggest gripe all season with Mac is there's not really been any rhythm to the substitutions. They were like platooning at one point. Yeah. I mean, there, there were like shift changes and I understand that if you're going to be, you know, playing a pressing off defense and you're going to be, you know, trying yeah. to wear an opponent out, but they that. weren't, they weren't doing that at all. So shorten the rotation. Yeah. I mean, that would be great, but I think you should figure out, you know, what you're doing with your, with your forward spot. Because those guys were just all all rotated constantly and kind of have a rhythm there. Uh, I, I don't know what. I guess you kind of agreed with that, Gabe. No, I mean, I I I, I think I think LLS has proven over the last three or four games that he should be starting. Uh, I, I I I think Jared West is you know one of the you know definitely probably the best on on ball defender um you know he struggled today against florida state just because of the height situation but i i don't think you can 
I don't think Jared West playing four minutes every single game is going to win Louisville a lot of games. It's, it's just it's a really tough situation. But I think Ellis and Faulkner have proven that they can get a lot of time. Um, just a really really piss poor performance from from Noah Locke, and I expect to see that reflected in the minutes over the next few games. Um, but uh, I mean, the, I, the the problem is with the entire guard situation. You have you want to leave Noah Locke in because he's a he's a dead ball shooter in theory. But he yes. can't beat anybody off the dribble because he doesn't have any really on-ball skills. And then you have Mason Faulkner, who is can get to the rim at times, but at some points he struggles. And on defense, he's he's kind of questionable. And then Ellis has just been the spark plug. For whatever reason, there's been a back and forth with Chris Mack not wanting to play because he knows it's going to send Jarrett West to the bench, who he is right. absolutely in love with. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the situation that's going on there, right? <laughs> And no, yeah, and 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 Noah Locke, of course, will have like a twelve point, like we'll have a twelve point spurt into three minutes in, in an important game in the next two weeks, and we'll all be like, oh, well, Noah Locke's great. Um, so it's I, I, he's in like it's like the 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 rotation question is so hard for me because I see I think the only person who I would be perfectly okay not getting any minutes for the rest of the season, like if you're like okay, you gotta you gotta take away all of the minutes from one person today, um, it would probably be Jalen Withers, and honestly, he didn't play like that terribly in the three minutes he played, but that was just three minutes, so like that's not like it's really gonna help you. Um, I think Samuel Olson played pretty well the past, um, you know, the the past few. Uh, the past few games, uh, you know, at 13 points, um, and 23, five and nine from the field. Um, so, and at seven rebounds. So I feel pretty good about that. It's the, 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 I'm saying a lot of words to just say the rotation question is like so hard. Um, and I don't know how to solve it, but I agree that there needs to be changes because the way that it's working is not working. And I think it's just, you're going to lose some stuff. You're going to have to change the identity of your team, by doing some of the, the, the rotation and it just, what is, what does Mac want to do? Does he want to become, does he want to just really just focus on offense or um, does he really like, is he still going to try, like, you know, is, is he going to try and win games 74 to, to 65 or is he going to try and win them 67 to, you know, 59? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that, the question. that's, that, that, that's fair. And, um, anything else, Brandon, before, before we move, move forward? No guys. And I appreciate you all being on. I guess my question always is, is where should our focus be? And, you know, and uh, the first half didn't seem to be where the focus needed to be. And, um, where do we go from here? It was always the question. We will, we will try and figure it out together. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't I, 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 I think, I think it's about execution. I think the, 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 the number one thing for me felt to be execution. Just, um, I, I, if, if Noah Locke and, and, you know, Matt Cross hit two of those like seven, they missed in the, or two of those nine, they missed in the, um, second half, but we're, we're probably, we're probably really happy right now. I don't know. Yeah. Like and f- I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of the frustrating, but like back to some of the big picture stuff, <laughs> I, Thanks a lot, Brandon. Still, I still am like extremely bothered that there are a host of guys that seem pretty talented but don't seem to know what their roles are. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Like, I mean, they, they Dre comes in early in the game, first half, and like the first possession, they try to post him up and he gets swallowed. 
I think two people <laughs> double team me and he turns the ball over and he goes to the bench and I'm not sure he, he kind of reenters and he's just invisible for so long. Like it, it, there's certain stuff like that where it feels like there's just a lot of guys that are kind of out there and they're a little clueless on, on to what they can kind of offer the team. I think they've gave Sam some pretty clear roles. They, they get him yes, involved definitely. in those curl on those, on those, on those kind of pin downs to the rim. And, and that's kind of how he gets going. They want him to help on the class. He's done those things, but there are still some other guys like Jalen. I, I think Dre's that way in some respect. Um, I think that Sidney Curry's finally starting to figure out kind of what his role is, is to be a bully on the glass. And he, he's kind of inserted himself. He's, he's actually, he, he's really improved over the last let's, few let's, weeks. Let's take a second. Yeah. Let's, because you, you tweeted about this, like you did not see the role. I did definitely not, definitely did not see this kind of, you know, thing coming for Sidney Curry. I, I thought he was tremendous. So tremendous tonight. Um, you know, six, six points, just six points, which I honestly lower than I would th- thought until he had like done um, six yeah. rebounds, six really clutch rebounds um, um, in just 13 minutes. And I, I thought, you know, Malik, who obviously struggled at some points, I think just Florida State, just one of those really bad matchups for him. And Curry definitely, um, definitely absolutely being there. Yeah, I mean, he became kind of an enforcer on the rim, and that's a guy that Chris Mack, I don't know if they kind of fell into his lap because it didn't work out of Kansas or, or what happened there, but a guy that came and for as much as I sit here and bitched about, you know, development and things like that, that doesn't seem to be a guy that has developed over the season. And right. those are the things that I, I go back and forth on is I want to take it step by step from a recruiting prospect from a development prospect from what you see on the floor and those are the things like that like i mean david johnson obviously things didn't work for him at louisville he's playing the nba now it's fine but things could have been a lot better but a guy like Sidney curry he's improved a guy like dre davis he has improved right so that's what i go back and forth with definitely Definitely. I want to bring up, I think it was at cards MBB, the unfiltered. No. Okay. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring him up really quick or, or her. Um, but I wanted to read out this, this, these tweets, Max up at the, at the podium. Uh, Max, we defended like we did in the second half in the first half. And that might've been a much different game. Caleb Mills oh. is a talent. We knew that coming in. What? That's, that's not a excuse for his players. That's an excuse for oh, him. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. why Why didn't you do that? That's not on the players. <laughs> that, that would be my next question after that. You're going to say a statement like that. You're not ready to come to play on the road in the ACC game, the game that you absolutely need from the get-go to defend. Don't don't give me that shit, dude. Couldn't agree more. Um, let's bring up uh, Cards MVP. Go ahead. You should be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think i think this whole um what chris mack will be remembered for at least the past three years is him not getting the best out of his players Uh, i think we were very spoiled the past um all throughout patino's era about you know maybe you're not playing out of your your freshman year but you're developing in your sophomore year and then you're going to end up uh at least as a role player by your junior year chris mack comes in he recruits a you know a sexy uh, recruiting class. They call themselves a super six. Well, the, the super the fact six. of it now is, <laughs> is that three of them have transferred to uh, non-Power 5 schools. One of them, you've talked about, David Johnson, probably could have been a first-rounder. 
ended up not being that. I, I don't know. I think you cut out. I think you cut out. I think, the, he, I think he cut out there. This is it. And I, I don't think that's that's what we expected of him. I mean, he was a five-star. And um, and with Jalen, it's I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone um, next season. Um, and even with Kamari Lands coming in next season, I'm excited about that. But the fact I really don't know how good, how well Chris Mack is going to develop him. And um, yeah. I, I think that, that that's is what I gotta say. Completely, no, completely fair. If I am, if I am one camp. And my point A to get rid of Chris Mack is player development and talent evaluation. Because what you've said there is completely justified. Your biggest recruiting class at Louisville, three of them transfer. And then the guys that kind of stuck around, none of them really met their expectations. I did think there were guys that, that, that improved. I thought Jordan Wara, I, I know that some fans had mixed feelings about him, but I thought he did improve as a player defensively shooting things like that but more or less the bigger point what you're making i think player development has been a huge huge issue with this program since you've been here i would totally agree with you yeah how do you feel I mean, that, that's yeah no I, I appreciate it appreciate it thanks so much you know i have to, i think this is becoming a little bit of a of a theme. I love it when we, we kind of develop these themes through these, these spaces, you know, opportunities to, to mention things, uh, and multiple times. Um, I think, um, I think player development is a huge issue. I, 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 I cannot like, I cannot get over, over and over and over, like just how bad it's looked from, from Jalen Withers, just how lost you said lost. He looks lost. Uh, Chris, you know, I, we were and told there's by, guys by multiple we, people we, we talked to that that follow recruiting smart basketball people very that smart talked about Jalen Withers like he could have been first team all ACC and these aren't Louisville fans these are just dudes around the sport <laughs> multiple of them weren't Louisville fans just straight up Kentucky fans who a hundred percent told us Jalen Withers this is going to be his his all ACC year. He's going to compete for ACC Player of the Year. It, it, it's it, it's astonishing. It's absolutely astonishing what's happened. And um, yeah, like you can, you can blame him, and I think you know Louisville fans are um, are, are pretty well acquainted with the the uh, the disappointing uh, third or, or sophomore season. Um, <laughs> that's that we're not we're not we're not foreign to that concept. Um, but it's it, some of it some of it's got to fall on Chris Mack. Some of it's got to be on him. And well, are you not putting this guy in a position to succeed? I, I don't think he just has the yips. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel yippy to me. It feels like yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. It's always a, probably a little mix from player to yeah, player course, where how much of it is coach and how much it is, but it's when it continually happens. It's when you see it with multiple across multiple recruiting classes, across multiple players, like, right. Jordan is balling right now, dude. Like he's a rotational player in the NBA for the defending NBA champs. And he's coming off the bench and frequently dropping like 19 and 20. Yeah, I was about to say, he like, he puts up in the teams like pretty regularly. (laughs) And like, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like, 
this juggling that we've already done to put the chains on Al Ellis of when he's going to play and how much he's going to play for him not to play. I don't know how many minutes he played tonight, but it wasn't enough for things like playing David Johnson one minute when you go to rep arena and that game goes into overtime and you have a chance to get a pivotal, pivotal major win for your program. And there's a guy, a difference maker on the bench who doesn't see the floor. It's those things like that. It's like harnessing some of your biggest dogs. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. I, I don't want to go too much longer on this because I got a Netflix show to catch up. I got personal <laughs> things to do. I'm exhausted <laughs> from talking about this team. I want to go a little bit longer. Um, but okay, let's yeah. bring up. Well, let's bring up next, and we'll say you know last call for folks. Anybody, if you if you uh, hop on the request in the next minute or so, we'll talk to you. But after that, we'll. We'll shut the line off. So right now, Will. Oh no, Will, you could have stayed up. You could have stayed up, man. We would have talked to you. Oh yeah, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. Monster connecting monsters only at the wet dad. If uh if if Twitter Spaces wants to work and let you on, up oh, you should be good. Un- unmute and you're in. I think you, you got, got unmute. unmute. Well, come on, monsters. I want to hear from you. It's got a pretty sick Judge Dredd uh, profile. I think he, he's probably just talking and just like, oh. What? Okay. We'll keep him up. We'll keep him up. We'll bring, we'll bring Will up. Let's, let's get him. Let's get him. I think he just unmuted it. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Hey, I've, I've got a, I've got a child who's six months old right now, so I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, congrats! Yeah. Right there yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I just want to say, does anyone feel fuzzy about like the last a the last four games of this season? We're we're, we're going to play North Carolina at North Carolina. We're going to play Wake at Wake. We're going to play Virginia at home, which is great. That's great, but. We're not going to win any of these last four games. We're going to play Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. We're not going to win. We're not going to win these last four games. And that's a, a normal thing that Mac has decided. He just, we, we will not finish this season well. Jalen Withers is six foot eight. Does Jalen Withers play like someone who's six foot eight? Jalen Withers plays like someone who's five foot 11. You know, we, we constantly are back. And we're not getting any better. These players are not progressing at all. I mean, I, I, I don't know where where we are and what what we're going to do. You know, and that's a uh, pretty disconcerting. Yeah, it's it's not fun. No. <laughs> well, something about that 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 slate of games to end the season is at least it'll provide clarity one way or another. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those that, that 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 don't have it, I'll say that. And and, to, and you know, hey, listen, I, I'm I, I'm frustrated as just as everyone with Chris Mack. I do want to say, you know, they they have won. You know, they they've beaten North Carolina on the road before. They you know they've won some of some tough weird weird tough road games. Um, but no, I think that's a great point, Chris. You know, we'll know. Well, who if this team has to win three out of four games, two out of four games. Um, to make the NCAA tournament, we're we're gonna know. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> I, Florida State hasn't scored fifty points since they played Penn, you know, and this isn't Bruiser's Penn anymore either. <laughs> I, I just don't know. Like, 
we are in a bad place. This team is not good defensively. They they play. They're they're going to have to play cross because I know that he can he, he can shoot. I mean, but he can't defend. They're just in a spot where I don't see where things. And they obviously, I mean, this is a foregone conclusion. Oh, Ellis has to play as many minutes as possible because he's the only player that can actually do isolation basketball and get to the rack. I mean, sure. You can't play Jared. I love Jared West. He's a, he's a point guard. He's a pure point guard. No question about it, but he's five foot 11, you know, like there's a reason why he was at Marshall and not at Louisville. Like we, we there, I'm sorry, but I love him to death. He's a fantastic player. If I could give him every inch, I would, but he's not, going to be and he shouldn't be the first option for Louisville basketball I think that's completely fair I think generally speaking the best offensive players can't play defense and the the best defensive players can't really consistently score and that's 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 a big issue Uh, I think and you know the 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 four years of Chris Mack's tenure um, have been riddled with messing up the point guard of the future you know, he was yeah, in juba guards and transfer guards and, and, and missing you know, on I, Caleb Love and missing on DJ Stewart and, and, and things like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It is. It, it, like we said, you know, if, we, if we're building the case against Chris Mack, I think that that 100 percent, you know, especially in the, in the point guard position has to be up there. You know, he, he, he did great in finding Carly Jones. Um, but, you know. CC was 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 fun, was was solid, but. Would I have rather had one of the point guards he was pursuing <laughs> that period of time that season? Probably. You know, that, what, what year was that? Was that, um, you know, whoever he was I think pursuing? That was, I a, think that was a DJ Stewart, Caleb. I think Moore. that was a G, the DJ Stewart year. Yeah, I so. believe. Yeah, probably so. So, yeah. Monster, any other thoughts? Any other? I mean, I just, I hate to be like a downer, but I just, I don't think you're I mean, watching this team, I, this is a seven and five Florida State team that has lost by 22 to Wake Forest. I, I, I can't see yeah. Louisville making too much noise, like at all going forward. And I just, like, knowing Max's track record at Louisville, especially closing out the season. I mean, I just don't see Louisville doing very well to end the season. And and I just don't see the NCAA tournament, you know, I, I, selections committee it's gonna being take some too kind to Louisville. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've seen this a few times now. It just seems, I mean, I hate to be. You think, you think, Rich, you think Mitch Barnhart's not going to give us the benefit? When it comes to <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure he's going to give us the, the go ahead. No. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, there's going to have to be either a market turnaround, a market change. I, 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 there, you know, like we've all said, there, there's, there's talented pieces. I, I, I think, I think there's a, a way to figure this puzzle out, and that's why we pay Chris Mack four million dollars. And if he can't do it at the end of the season, if he can't do it, then. You know, that the, the there has to be something. The, the new uh, nothing matters at the end of the day. It's not sure. little basketball, and it's almost to the point to where, say they get crazy hot, say they get favorable matchups, and maybe they win a game in the tournament. Maybe they go to the Sweet Sixteen. Or let's let's just dream huge. Sure. How hollow? How hollow is that though? Because all these same issues that we've talked about right now with recruiting, with the player development, those are all still there. Right. 
Sure. So I, it, it, it's muddy. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, I hate it. I'm a huge fan. I mean, it's it's tough. <laughs> we all are. I think it's tough. Yeah. yeah. You know, you speak preach to the choir on this one. Any last thoughts? No, nah, man. I'm good. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll bring uh, we'll bring Will up, and then I think Charlie requested, and I think that's the last. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll close it out after that. Will you can unmute and hit us. Uh, I know this is under. A, I know this is under a microscope at this point, a microscope glass, whatever you want to say. Jalen Withers' performance, but there's some games where I feel like he's almost checked out, and it's like so crazy to see. Like Chris said, people who know the game say this guy has all ACC potential, and I feel like it's easy to put it all on him and say it could be mental, but it's also easy to put it all on Mac and say, well, this is player development. But it's just crazy, like, seeing how good he was last year um, and then seeing him almost disinterested in some games. And No, it's, yeah. It's just, it's completely wild. And then another thing I wanted to touch on is uh, the Jared West situation. Now, I completely agree. LLS has to be the guy. And Jared West almost has to be treated like Quan Four, where you're subbing him in. I still think he's a great player. I mean, he gave Michael DeVoe fits down the stretch. He's as good of an ISO player uh, in the league as you'll find. But I almost feel like you have to treat it like the Quan Four situation and sub him in in certain uh, situations and just uh, rock with L. That makes that that's I, I that's the first time I've heard anyone compare uh, Jared West to Quan Thor, and I don't think that's like the worst comparison. I think I don't, like like he definitely can do some things offensively, but I think I think treating him a little bit that way is um, it makes sense. And I don't I don't think it's that crazy. I don't I don't. What do you, what do you think, Chris? No, I think he's. I mean, I think he's a little bit better of, from a true point guard standpoint. Of course, but of course. He he needs in order for him to really be effective. Well, first off, he needs to be a few inches taller, but he also needs to have a, another creator around him, and then another creator kind of at the three. And they don't really have that. Um, I mean, basically, right now when they put Ellis and Faulkner on the floor, those are your two guys that are kind of creating their own shot. Like I talked about, I mean, Noah came to Louisville because he wanted to prove that he was more than just a shooter. But unfortunately, I don't think he really is, to be completely honest with you. Like he can he can get really hot, but he's not a guy that's going to create his own shot. And, you know, when you're when your starting point guard can't do that, you're kind of limited off the jump because you can't make defenses collapse. And, I mean, you just you can't do anything like, yeah, you're, you're extremely limited. <laughs> The last thing really uh, I had to say is, I mean, I know this is completely, this doesn't matter, but we're not sitting here having this conversation if the guy we brought in to make shots, Matt Cross, I mean, he misses three wide open. As good of a look as you're going to get. Yeah. And lock, the lock, lock had a couple. That's yeah. Lock, uh, it's not just, just all on that. They, they, I mean, they, they should have. They, they yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I just, and that's one of those things <laughs> because I, I, I don't want to like, at the end of the day, look, your your job as a college basketball coach is defined by someone making shots. But it does feel a little short-sighted to say that because your best shooters couldn't make two shots in the corner and you'll lose the game, that now you want to fire Chris Mack. So I think that when people are kind of building their case, it should be you know, pretty varied on a lot more things and not just – 
one season of not making the NCAA tournament. And I think most of what we've heard from people, they they do have multiple reasons than just, oh, we lost to Florida State again. They've dominated us. I, I, I'm tired of this. But I, I think that's important to kind of specify because so often I, I, some of the conversation that we had tonight, I haven't heard that from other people. Um, so, yeah. Hey, um, I, think, well. I think – yeah, Mac is completely like deserving of all criticism. Uh, I just try to keep it positive. Like I don't want to just sit here and make it a yeah a sad story. So I, I try to look at positives. And if no uh, Noah and Matt, you know, have a solid, not even a good night, but just a decent night, uh, the situation is completely different. That's fair. Definitely fair. Thanks a ton. Well, appreciate it. Any last thoughts before we close it out with Charlie? No, we just sort of wanted to wrap up with Charlie and uh, yeah, um, it kind of we can finish it up after we we talk to him. I guess yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll close close it up. Charlie, you should be good. Yeah. All right, can y'all hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can awesome. hear you. Yeah, you're good. All right, fellas, I'm just I'm just a little bit concerned about the entire like player development aspect under Mac. I mean, he brought in Nickelberry. And he transferred. I mean, he went overseas to get the Irish Hulk, some five-star. He transferred out as well. Um, I mean, what like, what do y'all think about the entire player development aspect? I mean, Nora wasn't even his guy. I mean, what, what can Mac do to help the player development aspect of trying to get these guys better? I mean, Trainer hasn't even touched the floor. I mean, just just some, just something that I've been thinking about. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit. I don't know if you maybe you hadn't hopped in yet. You know, yeah. it's um, I, it's a recurring. I theme. definitely came in late, so I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, you're all good. You're good. Uh, it's an opportunity to talk about it again. You know, it's it's a recurring theme, and that's you know, like if you're going to build the case against Mac, I think it's one or two up there. It's um, you know, Louisville fans are um, we pride ourselves on guys growing while they've been here that's that's just that's that's been just a deal for for as long as we we've been a program and um mac has really struggled there i think you know i, I think we pushed back i think you know chris was saying a little bit earlier you know I, I definitely and i agree with him i definitely feel like laura did improve his defense you know kind of year to year between that period of time um what mac was here but i think that's about the only kind of real development success we can point to uh you know there wasn't really stuff over the course of multiple years, I'm like, well, this re- this guy really, really improved. Withers with the opportunity to to prove us wrong on that, and and Williamson. I think as well. it's particularly particularly been with the bigs for me. Like yeah. Malik's obviously been the leak, and he's improved. But man, he's been here for so long. You would you would hope he had has how much of that? Yeah. Like, how and how much of that is is you know him being healthy? You know, yeah. well and. And I mean, if I can just chime in, I mean, that's not even Please. Mac's guy either. I mean, that's Patino's yeah. guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, who, who has Mac enough. brought in that he's nope. really improved? Yeah. I, I don't mean, think there's really the, the only guy on this team that took any type of major sta- step is Dre Davis. And that really hasn't even been yeah. that big of a step either. Great that's call. about it, though. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with that. And then, I mean, even going back to like the entire like pack line defense, I mean, is what I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just kind of crazy to to think that it's just it's not really working, honestly. 
it's hard to it's hard to say that your you your your feelings are unfounded, Charlie. <laughs> it's um it, it's gonna take it's gonna take some turnaround. It's gonna take um you know it's gonna gonna take some changes, and I, I'm really interested in seeing. I don't know what what Mac is 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 gonna do. To be quite honest, I don't know. Um, but I, I think uh, you know the NCAA stuff seems like it's getting closer to some kind of decision. So I don't, I don't know if you're going to have like, Oh, Max got to eat those years being an issue moving forward. Um, but it, it's going to be super interesting. I, I, I really don't, I really don't know. Um, the, the, there's got to be changes. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, to really point to, to one specific thing. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing how he does. Any last thoughts, Charlie? Uh, I mean, yeah, no. Really no last thoughts. I mean, I guess other than the fact that I thought we went out and got this, you know, Ross McManus guy to to change the offense. And it's just like, I mean, what are we what are we really seeing here? Yeah, I mean I mean they score seventy points though tonight. I, I think I think if there's one thing I get, yeah, I get the frustration. I I I come I think that's the one thing I I push back on is uh, I, I think the offense has been there. You know, what we do, we were just saying if um, Matt Cross and Noah Locke had open shots, had about seven open shots in that second half, um, and they hit two of them, and we might be talking about something different. Um, we might be really happy right now. We might be drinking bourbon. So, <laughs> in a happy way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everyone's still drinking bourbon. But, uh, yeah, I was about to bro. say, I mean, I've, I'm dry January. Yeah, I'm dry January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Charlie. Yeah, so I guess we. Let's wrap this up, Chris. The best way to probably close it up is. I guess just what do you want to see going forward, but what are like very tangible things that you want to see going forward from um, this loss? I think you win the next complete, four games. Yeah. I, I think I'm completely that's all the, in on three guard lineups. Yes. Starting L Ellis and playing Mason Faulkner with him together. Who, who's your starting lineup? Who, who's your starting lineup on Wednesday against NC state then? Let's, let's, it's, let's, pr- let's. It, it, it's probably still Jarrett West with L. Ellis, Noah Locke, Matt Cross, Malik. But I don't think we're very far away from Mason Faulkner, L. Ellis, Noah Locke, Sam, maybe Malik. I mean, the four spots kind of interchangeable with Matt or Sam. I think they both offer you different types of things. So right. Kind of a matchup thing, but. You, There's you bring absolutely up. no no reason L shouldn't be starting going forward unless the dude just becomes a turnover machine or something like that. And I think he only had one turnover tonight. No, yeah, I have that over here. He had one turnover, correct, in 23 minutes. Um, yeah. So I mean, so, that's perfectly fine. Can't 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 get too upset about that, especially a long team against Florida State. That he he's, he's been pretty adept at taking care of the ball. Um, to be quite honest, much more than I thought he would. Uh, and he leads the teams in that leads the team in drawing fouls, which, uh, at, as you have, have pointed out many times, is uh, one of the key indicators for whether Louisville basketball is going to win a game or not. Um, I agree with you. I think the three the three uh, three guard lineup. I would like to see a lot more of. I I'm I'm perfectly fine not seeing Jalen Weathers just play. I don't know. Like I think you're gonna have to cut <laughs> minutes from people. You just you're gonna have to cut minutes from people. I, I'm okay if Noah Locke doesn't start the next game. I'm okay with that. To be quite honest yeah. with you, um, I would be perfectly okay with an Ellis West 
um, Sam Cross um, Malik lineup with Faulkner and, and Curry coming off the bench. Um, yeah. You know, and so uh, that's that's perfectly okay with me. And just you know, trying to figure out how to bring in Noah Locke, sparing you know to, to to kind of jump things up. Maybe that helps him kind of figure these things out. Um, and like I said, I, I think you win the first, you, you have to win these next four games. There's just no excuse. Uh, the, 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 you know, looking at Ken Palm right now, you know, at home against NC state, 74% chance of winning at Pittsburgh, 70, 67% chance. The guy who like burned you now is, uh, his charges got brought up again. So like, he's not going to be born. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's uh, the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Like the guy comes uh, up, has one game, uh, gets buckets and then has the charges refouled and is uh, not playing for Pitt anymore. So. Uh, Boston college at home, Notre Dame at home. Then you play, then, then comes the fun. You, you play at Virginia home against Duke home against North Carolina. Louisville has to win one of those games. Chris, they absolutely have to win either at Virginia home to Duke or North home to North Carolina. Yeah. And just, you lose one of these ne- next four and we're just going to start yeah, talking about one of these next four, like the, we're, we're, the we're governor's race or some shit. I don't know what we're <laughs> going to be doing spaces about, but it won't be about the basketball team. So we will, we will do an oceans uh, 11 rewatchables. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about, before, about I, that. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that thoroughly. Um, I mean, that's about well, it, Chris. Enjoy this. Enjoy the Netflix. Uh, thanks everyone for listening in. If you're listening on podcast, appreciate it too. Appreciate it. This was a good one. It was a sad one, but it is what it is. Any life is not to Chris. No, man. Just figure this shit out. We'll figure it out. Chris Mack. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, have a good one. Go cards. (laughs) 